Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 1st, 2023. June 1st. Oh my goodness. We're already in June. And guess what? We spent the first five months of the year studying uh, a, a series on the miracles of Jesus. We, we were looking at the messages and the miracles, and I pray that that was a blessing to you. And at the end of that series, the Lord told me, now I want you to teach on the parables. So now I'm teaching on the parables and I'm starting. I ended the series on the miracles of Jesus with the mother of all miracles, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. I'm starting the series on the parables with the mother of all parables, the parable of the sower. So I introduced you to the parable of the sower on Tuesday morning. And as we're going through this now, we're just getting into this parable. I pray that you open up your heart to receive what God is saying. The title of today's message is God's word can change your life. I want you to know that there is power in the word of God and God's word can and will change your life. Put in the chat, God's word will change my life. Get ready to receive. So here we go. God's word can change our life. Listen, you know, I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I love me some Bible, y'all. And so I'm, I get to talk about the Bible today and the power that is in the word of God. And I'm excited about it, but I'm going to try to contain myself so that I can teach. Before we get into the parable, you know that all year long, we've been looking at Psalms 126 and verse four. And so we want to look at it again today. This is a scripture that the Lord gave our church and we're meditating on it. We believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And so this is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us unto the former glory and may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So my prayer for you is that dry hearts, what any area of your of your life that went dry in this season, watch what's, what's going to happen. It's going to be drenched again. I'm talking about a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh change. All right. So let's get into the parables. We, we've been looking at the mother of all parables. I just introduced this to you on Tuesday. And Jesus taught this parable about the sower that went forth to sow. And um, he said, well, listen, if you have ears to hear, let them hear. And some people didn't understand it. He walks away and the disciples like, hey, Jesus, can we talk to you for a minute? He was like, yeah, what's up? Uh, I know you said some people didn't understand it. Um, well, we didn't understand it. Like, I mean, can you explain it to us? He was like, come on, man, you guys are on my staff and you don't understand it. He said, okay, well, let me, let me explain it. Let me break it down for you. Mark chapter four, verses 13 through 20. This is what Jesus said. Okay, let me, here's the explanation. The farmer is like somebody that plants God's word down the side of people. And sometimes the teaching falls along the path. These are like the people that hear the word of God, but watch this they don't understand it. And because they don't understand it, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. I'm going to deal with that today. Other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. Say rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching. Oh, they quickly and gladly accept it. Oh man, if they're watching me right now, they'd be like oh, in the chat, hallelujah. Go ahead, pastor. Uh, you know, they, oh, if I'm preaching in church, go ahead. You better preach. Yeah. These are the people that get all super excited in church. They high five their neighbor. They run around the church. They do three backflips when they leave church. Hallelujah. But then they don't, word, they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. Uh-oh. So they keep it only for a short time. And as soon as, soon as trouble comes, as soon as persecution comes because of the word that they receive, what do they do? They give up. 
Okay, that's that should not be you. Other people are like seeds that's planted on thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the word of God. Oh, yeah, yeah, they got the word. But the problem is that their lives are full of other things. They have the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. They have selfish desires. They have competing priorities. And so what happens is the word is trying to grow, but the word can't work because all of these other things are growing and it chokes out the word of God. Now, other people are like good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Oh, glory to God. I'm good ground, y'all. Uh, and what, what does the good ground do? Just receives, receives the word of God, doesn't have competing priorities understands it, right? Allows it to go deep. And then what happens? It produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more. Now, I want to deal with the soil along the path today. These are the people, the Bible says, that as soon as, you know, they, they receive the word of God, right? They receive the word of God, but what happens? Going back, let me read it again. This is... Uh, the farmers like people who, who plants the word of God down inside of people. Sometimes it falls along the path. This is what Mark says. This is like the people that hear the teaching of God. And as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the teaching that was planted inside of them. Now, Matthew gives us a better understanding. Mark is just real short and to the point. But Matthew gives us a better understanding of why Satan is able to take it away. Matthew's version says this, and I'm a teacher and I, I'm called a teacher. I got to explain this to you, Right. Satan can't take, let, let me say it this way, Put say this out loud. Satan cannot take away a word that I understand. So if you, if I have a, a, a functional level of understanding concerning a word from God, Satan can't take that away. But Satan can take away a word I do not understand. So Matthew said it this way. When anyone hears the message of the kingdom and does not understand it, oh snap, okay, that's it. If you hear the message, but you don't understand it, then the evil one can come and snatch away the word that was sown in their heart. This is the seed that was sown along the path. So the, the, the lack of understanding is what makes you susceptible to the enemy. It's a lack of understanding. If you don't understand it, then at that moment, Satan can come immediately and snatch away the word that was sown in your heart. So what does this mean for you today? We're learning pearls from the parables. Okay, what does this mean for you today? I'm talking about the word of God today. I exalt the word of God and I love the word of God. So I'm going to try to contain myself and really teach these points because I think this is so paramount. You need to get it. You ready? All right. Here's number one. Words from God are full of spirit and life. Put in the chat spirit and life. Words that come from God, they're full of spirit. They're full of life. John 6 and 63, Jesus said, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Ooh, that's the grace life right there. It's not about human effort. It's not about performance. Then he said this, the very words that I have spoken are full of spirit and their life. The word of God contains spirit and life. Jesus was the word of God in the flesh. Remember John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, right? All things that were made were made by him and without him was anything was not anything made that was made. In him was life. The word became flesh. Jesus was the word in the flesh, John 1, right? Jesus was the word. Say Jesus was the word. Not only was Jesus the word, but Jesus the word was walking around speaking words. And the words that he spoke were words that were full of spirit and life. The word of God, when you read the word of God, the word of God, is it, it contains spirit and life. So when we receive the word of God, whether we're reading it or the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we are receiving and releasing spirit 
in life. It's not about human ability. It's not about human power. It's not about human strength. The, the word of God is supernatural. I mean, this is, if my job is to teach the word of God, and the Bible says that the word will never go forth and not produce. Come on. That the word of God will never, it will prosper in every heart in which it is sown. So I'm releasing the word of God. And, and I know that the word of God works. The word of God works. You just have to let the word of God work. So God esteems, watch this, Psalms 138 and verse two, God says that he esteems his word above his name. What was God saying? Basically, I believe God was saying, I'm only as good as my word. Like, like I'm giving you my word and, and, and my word is above my name. My word and my name are, they have to, listen, I'm only as good as my word. Numbers 23 and 19, God was saying, listen, if, well, <laughs> the prophet was saying, God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, he has to do it. He has to perform it. Why? Because God is only as good as his word. God, listen, the word of God, God will never give you a word and then not perform it because God is only as good as his word. So if he said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. There is power in the word of God. Say amen to that, which is why we have to get in the word of God, which is why we, we should, this, which is why you watch. You don't watch today's word for me. As awesome as I think I am, you don't let, you don't come here for Rick Pena. No, you come for the word of God. You come to hear from the Holy Spirit, not from me. Uh, uh, the other night on Tuesday night, um, we had um, a couple of people, Rick and Lisa Perry, were uh, teaching Bible study at our church. And right before I prayed with them and uh, I told them, I said, you know, we're not here to hear you, right? <laughs> I mean, I love you guys, but we're not here for you. Like you got to let the Holy Ghost teach through you. And so we prayed and, 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 and it was a great Bible study, but you don't tune in to hear me. You tune in to hear God through me. You don't tune in to hear my opinions on things. No, my opinions don't matter. You, you tune in to hear the word of God. I am preaching. I am not a motivational speaker. Let's get this clear. I am not talking about the power of I say I, you know, these I cantations say I. No, that's not me at all. I'm saying I can do nothing. Like, let's be clear about this. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not talking about the power of you because you don't have no power. I'm not talking about the power of me because I don't have no power. I'm not talking about my opinion because my opinion don't matter. doesn't matter. You don't tune in for that. I'm talking about the word of God, man. I'm talking about God gave us his word. It's 66 books of his word and his words of spirit and his words of life. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Number two, God's word or words are so powerful that the whole universe was created by it. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse three. The Bible says, watch this, by faith we understand. I, I just, I have to pause right there. Now, there's a context. I'm going to keep reading the verse, but let me just stop right there and just say, by faith we understand. It is by faith that we understand the things of God. So just say that, by faith I understand. Okay, got it. Now, let me keep reading. By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed by what? The word of God. So that what is seen was made out of what is, what was, what is seen was not made out of what was visible. I'm sorry. So listen, everything that you see was not made out of things that were visible. How was it made? It was made by God speaking words. God created the whole universe, not with tireless effort, not with the sweat of his brow, not with his hands. God created the whole universe with his mouth. God spoke words. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And he saw the light and it was good. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Matter of fact, God said, let there be light. And there was light. 
and, and he saw the light and it was good. And the evening and the morning were the first day. There, he didn't even create the sun, the moon, and the stars until the third day. There was light for two days with no sun just because God said it. I'm talking about God said it. Yeah, look, God created the whole universe by speaking words. The word of God contains the power of the God of the word. There is power in the word of God. It is the same, the same power that created the universe is the power that is contained in the word of God. And so let me say it this way. My pastor, Tony Brazelson, says it this way. No word from God is without the power to perform it. Let me explain. He says, no word from God is without the power to perform it. God will never give you a word that doesn't also contain the grace and the power to do what he said in the word that he gave you. And so if God gives you a word, go apply for this job, go start this business, go, go to this, whatever. God says, this is what I want you to do. The word of God contains the power to perform it. The grace to perform is locked up inside of the word that you receive. And so this is why Satan comes immediately to snatch away the word that was sown in your heart because he knows that there's power in the word of God. God will never give you a word without the power to perform what he told you to do. It would be unrighteous of God as a father to ex have an expectation of you, to expect you to do something that he didn't prepare you, you to do. But if he prepared you to do it, then he can expect you to do it. The reason why God has a high expectation of you, look at me, son, look at me, daughter, God said, the reason why God has a high expectation of you is because he has given you the grace to perform it. The grace, how did the grace come? It came with the word. The How did the grace come? It came with the word. When you got the word, you got the grace. The grace of God is on you to do what God has called you to do. Say amen to that. Number three, Satan comes to snatch the word of God immediately. Why? Because he knows how powerful it is. So when you understand that there is power contained in the word of God. Put, say, put in the chat, there's power in the word. If you know that there's power in the word of God, you can now see why Satan go, goes out of his way and God goes out of his way. Okay, God goes out of his way to sow it. I dealt with that already. The sower goes forth to sow, right? So God goes out of his way to sow it. Satan goes out of his way to snatch it. <laughs> Let's, think about what Jesus is saying in this parable. The, a parable is a natural story with supernatural truths. And so there's so much power in that seed that the sower is sowing and Satan is trying to snatch it. Why? Because the power is in the seed. The power is in the word of God. The word of God is an incorruptible seed whereby men are born again. So there's so much power in it that God is going out of his way to sow it down in your heart. God gives me the, the ability, the grace to teach the word of God in a way that you can see, hear, and understand. And so now I'm sowing the word. God is sowing the word through me every day in your heart, in your heart, in your heart. And if you don't understand it, Satan is coming to try to snatch it away because there's power in the word of God. That's how powerful it is. There's a battle for the word of God. The, the power of the word. There's so much power in the word that it can change your life and it can change your life forever. Now, and, and let me just say this. You don't have to make the word of God work. The, the sower sows the seed in the soil. The, soil. the soil doesn't have to make it work. The soil just has to let the word do what it does. Listen, there's power in the word. If you just receive it, you read it, you meditate on it, you medicate on it, you pray over it, and you allow it to change you. It will change you from the inside out. There is power in the word of God. Say amen to that. All right. No, number four. Um, listen, I'm trying to take my time. I'm trying to not get too excited 
this is my last point for today, but I want to take my time with this. I really need you to understand the power that's in the word of God. All right, number four, whatever word from God you do not understand becomes susceptible to Satan, which is why your understanding of the word is so critical. Put in the chat, say, my understanding is critical. The reason why I take my time, like I can teach something and I just go over it over and over and over again. Brother Pena, why do you take, why did you spend over a month on the miracle of Lazarus, Brother Pena? Well, because your understanding is critical because you will never maximize what you do not understand. Well, could I just preach Lazarus in one day? Yeah. Could I come here every morning and preach something different? Yeah. Could, 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 could I? Look, I know how to preach. I, I mean, like, I, 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 duh, I could do that. But that's not what God has called me to do. Because my assignment is to get you to the point where you have a functional understanding. You will never maximize what you do not understand. I'm not here to entertain you to the point where you're just like, oh, that was a good word, but it's not changing your life. The reason why I, I do a series, I'm on part 52, part 71, part not 79. Why? Because I'm trying to get you to get an understanding of what God is saying so that you can understand the word of God in a way that you never understood it before. Why, why am I so serious about this? Number one, because that's my calling. But number two, because I was raised this way. I was in church all my life as a kid, and I never understood nothing. I got born again when I was 23. I didn't even know John 3.16. So going to church doesn't make you a disciple. It doesn't, just like going to McDonald's doesn't make you a Big Mac, right? I mean, so going to church doesn't, that's, you got to get an understanding. You got to get a functional understanding. And if you don't understand it, then whatever word you receive that you do not understand, it is susceptible to Satan. So God called me to teach his word in a way that people can have a functional understanding. Proverbs 4 and 7, Solomon, the wisest man in the Bible, he said this. Basically, he's explaining that the path to gaining wisdom starts with seeking an understanding. He says, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though it will cost you all you have, get understanding. He's saying, listen, for you to get wisdom, you're going to seek understanding and it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you time. You guys spend 30 minutes with me every morning. That's an investment. I mean, this is not a joke. This is, I'm not one of those people that, you know, I, I do send out like one minute videos, but I'm not one of those people that's like, oh yeah, for you to watch today's word is a five minute thing. Let me give you a five minute fix. No, today's word is about 30 minutes, 25 to 30 minutes. That's an investment. But the reason why you tune in is because it's benefiting you. Why? Because you're gaining an understanding. He said, though it costs you, it's going to cost you, you still need to make the investment to get an understanding. It's going to take time. It's going to take focus. It's going to take prayer. It's going to take your thoughts. It's going to take you meditating and medicating on it, but the investment will be well worth it. Why? Because it's going to change your life. It is the word of God. If you hear a word from God, but you do not understand it, you're not in a position to make the most of it. And, and since you're not, you are susceptible to the enemy. You will never maximize, remember, what you do not understand. Now, when you do have a proper understanding of something and you know how to work it, you work in the word and you let the word work and you have a functional understanding of it, now you're in a position to think about it, meditate on it, and then apply it, leverage it, and benefit from it. Now, any you are only able to benefit and apply it and leverage it because you understand it. If you don't understand the truth, then that truth is not beneficial to you. That a truth that you do not understand is not beneficial to you. You ever gone somewhere where somebody is talking and like 
obviously they know what they're talking about. And whatever that thing is, is really working for them. But for you, it's like they're speaking Greek and, and you don't understand what they're saying. Well, that truth is working for them, but that truth is not working for you. That truth is not going to be beneficial to you because you don't understand it. And so you got to get a functional understanding of the word of God. So if you believe what I'm saying this morning about the word of God, you would not approach, listen, hear my heart. Do not approach the word of God like an obligation. I know that people have a Bible reading plan. Oh, I'm going to read the word of God in a year, Brother Pina. Okay, cool. But when you read it, don't read it as an obligation. When you read it, don't read it as something that you just have to do. When you go to church, don't go to church just out of tradition. I don't know about you, but I have a disdain for tradition, like like for, for just doing stuff and not getting anything out of it. Don't do it just because I want to check the block. I went to church. Or don't do it because, oh, I had to read my chapter today. I read my chapter. Okay, fine. But did you get anything out of it? Like get a functional understanding. When you have an opportunity to receive the word of God, whether it be audibly, like what I'm doing right now, or you reading the word, make sure you prioritize it. Make sure you clear your mind of all distractions. You lock in because one word from God can change you forever. So pray for wisdom, seek understanding, and get a working knowledge. Once you have a working knowledge of the word of God, the word of God can be useful and beneficial to you in every area of your life. This is why, oh, Brother Pena, you preach a prosperity gospel. No, I don't know what that is, but I do believe it's God's will for you to prosper. I do believe God wants you to be healthy, to live long and strong. I do believe that God wants your marriage to be strong and successful. I do believe God wants you to have great relationships. I do believe that God wants you to have peace in your mind and, and, not, and have a divine mental health. I do believe it is the will of God for you to be successful in this world and leave an impact. Uh, where do I get all these ideas from? The word of God. It is the word of God that teaches us all of these things on how to live so that we can not only go to heaven, but make the impact in this world while we're here. Say amen to that. I tried to take my time so I could teach it. Let's close this message out with, with a declaration of faith. Put some comments in the chat if this, if this message is a blessing to you and you're getting something out of it. Now, lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. The entire universe was created by you speaking words, and your words still contain that power. I seek divine wisdom. The pursuit of wisdom begins with gaining an understanding. So whenever I'm in a position to receive your word, I always approach that moment with a heart that is open to receive. I gain clear insight and spiritual understanding. You give me a working knowledge of the scriptures and I apply that truth to my life daily. The Bible is not a textbook to study. It is a life book to live. So I live your word because I gain divine understanding. Living this way, I can make the most of my now and get prepared for my next. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Listen, if you don't get my notes and you get all my notes for free, why not sign up? Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button on the top right corner. 
Click on it. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to walk into this day meditating on the word, knowing that you are gaining wisdom, you're gaining understanding, and the word of God contains the power to produce change in every area of your life. I love you. God loves you more. Have a great day. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now, right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.